Hello everyone, my name is Farhana Cannon and this is another episode of our Brand Boutique Elite Speaker Series where we bring in amazing entrepreneurs from all over the country and the world to share their tips with you all. Today we have Kimberly Hobshad. She is the founder of Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel. She is a serial entrepreneur and does many things and has so many great tips to share with you all today. I was on her virtual summit. She had an Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel virtual summit it was um, four days long or three days. Yep. Yep. It was super amazing. There were so many great speakers that she had brought together. It was a vir completely virtual summit. And this was before you could only do virtual summits. <laughs> Um, and it was really great because everyone could sit at, in their homes and stream in. And there were so many diverse speakers to give you a, a really broad spectrum of support around many different areas of your life and your business. So welcome, Kimberly. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel and what you do. Awesome. I'd love to. Farhana, thanks so much for having me. Farhana was one of our favorite guests on the Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel Web Summit. We do them quarterly for entrepreneurs. We like to have entrepreneurs on them uh, who support other entrepreneurs. And we create a community around that so that we can all support each other because sometimes it's a little lonely being an entrepreneur out there in the world. Um, so I was super glad that you were able to come on and talk to our folks. And you gave an amazing presentation about getting the word out about who you are and what you do on LinkedIn and, uh, and using tools and technology to do that. And I'm such a big fan of being able to be seen, heard, and no longer overlooked or no longer the best kept secret. So thank you so much for being an amazing guest on our summit. Thank you. Absolutely. So my background is that I am a, a six-time entrepreneur, uh, but it wasn't always like that. I was actually in corporate for 17 years. I always say I was there for 17 years and 15 of them were good and two of them sucked right away. <laughs> <They're just terrible. laughs> I had uh, I'd started at the bottom, worked my way up, climbed the corporate ladder, and when I got to the top, I found that I, I climbed my way right into golden handcuffs, and it was no fun at all, and I decided to become a full-time entrepreneur. I had had some little side uh, businesses, little side hustles, but it wasn't anything meaty enough that it was going to carry me uh, forward, so when I resigned and decided to go out as a full-time entrepreneur, I was looking for something to do and all of my friends and family meaning well said you know you were so good at what you did at corporate why don't you just do that and so I did and I created a business around exactly what I did in corporate and uh, and had the same customers the same experiences the same clients the same everything uh, and about a year later I had a seven-figure business and I looked back and thought, wow, I've just created my own jail cell. I'm so unhappy. This is why I wanted to leave. I didn't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so um, entrepreneurship is definitely a journey. It is not a destination. It's something that uh, that you do and try and see how it fits. And, uh, and then maybe try something new. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, Entrepreneur Rock Fuel and what you were doing that you felt like you were in handcuffs and how you made that that jump from, you know, you were doing what you were good at and then you kind of just felt not comfortable in that space. So how did you make that jump and, and what was it that had you do that? 
Yeah, actually, uh, I made that jump kind of twice, right? The first time I left corporate, um, I had had some businesses on the side and I knew that I knew how to run an entrepreneurial business. In fact, I'd sold businesses that I had created. And that's very rare as an entrepreneur or a woman entrepreneur or any entrepreneur to be able to grow a business to the point where you can position it for sale and sell it. Um, to be able to do that was a big win for me. So I, I felt confident enough that I could do that uh, and do it full full time. But it certainly was hard leaving what we all consider, you know, a safe job with that has a big steady paycheck. And uh, and and I was making a lot of money in my corporate position. I was at an executive director level position, and I just was waking up every morning not wanting to go in. And it wasn't always that way. I knew what it was like to love my job and I just didn't anymore. And if you don't love your job one day or one week or one month, that happens. But when it's more than months and more than years, that really starts taking a toll on your your personal worth, your personal well-being. And so I knew that it was time to leave. I actually tried to resign when I knew it was time to leave and they pulled me back in and <laughs> That was great. Um, it was it was a big compliment that they wanted me that badly, but it, it just wasn't the right thing to do. Um, so when I did finally leave, it was a, uh, a a decision that was right for everybody at the time. I positioned um, my my uh, my next in command uh, very well to take over, and so it was it was best for all of us that I just exited, and so I did. And then, of course, I built that company, which was exactly the same thing. And then I had to sort of leave again. My plan was to position it for sale, um, but you know, nothing is always nothing's perfect in entrepreneurship. And when I got it ready for sale, I couldn't get anywhere near the price I wanted for it, like not even close. And I knew what it was worth, and just nobody was buying, and it was it just wasn't going to sell. So um, that was a huge shock. And uh, what I decided to do is put an employee in charge. And I said, you know, we're not bringing any new business in. We're not going to close any new contracts. I just want to um, run out what we have here. And it would be over the course of time that it would gradually uh, wean away. But I would make more money doing that than I would selling it. And so that's what I did. That's how I was time. <laughs> what was the industry? What, what, was, um, what were you helping people do? It was actually staffing, recruiting. So um, I had a headhunting business, a staffing business. It was in high-end technical staffing, uh, professional level staffing. So it was um, working with people who were engineers, programmers, designers, creatives, uh, people who were at the executive level. Got it. And then when you made the second jump after that business, um, what did you create then? So actually, funny enough, um, the person who saved me was my 15-year-old son. Um, it, when I was having crisis, I call it like a spiritual crisis, <laughs> when I was having crisis in my business and realizing that I'd created this jail cell for myself and I didn't want to do it anymore, um, my son was entering summer and he was 15 and a half. The problem with being 15 and a half and entering summer is that you're too young to get a summer job. And, and in his mind, he was too old to go to summer camp. He said, I'm taller than all the camp counselors. I don't want to come back. And I was like, got it, good point. Um, but you are never too young or too old 
to be an entrepreneur. So I said, why don't we create a business around something you love doing, something that's super fun for you. So he was very charismatic, still is, very charismatic. He did improv, he did drama, he was uh, great uh, with little kids, uh, very charismatic guy. Um, and so what we put all that into Google and up came, why don't you be an audiobook narrator? And he looked at me and he's like, can we do that? And I said, let's try, you know? So we bought some stuff on Amazon. I gave him a startup budget. And then we uh, we created a, a, a P&L around it. We, I taught him how to bring in new customers, how to do manage order flow, how to do follow-up, how to do a, a lead magnet for, for authors. We created all kinds of fun stuff along the way. And we had a ball that summer. It was a riot. We got more business than we could handle. We actually had to find other narrators to narrate books for us because we had so much business. I narrated books. It was wonderful and fun. And I realized when I looked back, this is what was missing. I did. I wasn't having any fun. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're supposed to do it for the rest of your life. So I release all of you from feeling that way if you're, you're like, but I'm so good at this and I hate it. Just give yourself an opportunity. You only have so many go rounds on this planet. Just do what's fun. Do what you want to do. And uh, if your job isn't fun for a day or a week, that's different. But if your job isn't fun for months and years, take a good hard look at it and see if you can do something else that's a lot more fun. That's awesome. Um, well, that like for you to take on having your son becoming an entrepreneur in the summer that he just didn't have a summer job like that's super fantastic that sounds so much fun and it's something that people can do with their kids too i mean there's tons of entrepreneurs out there i have a couple of friends that have younger children and they're becoming entrepreneurs um i have a friend that her daughter has a lemonade company um that they're actually producing lemonade and selling at stores and it it's not just like on the side of the street kind of thing um so it's really really awesome to see parents doing that with their kids. Um, so since you have such an entrepreneurial spirit and you have built several companies from the start, what would you say your top three tips are for entrepreneurs in this day and age right now? What they should be doing or maybe some things that they are doing that may not be um, in alignment? Yeah, great question. Um, so if I had to pick three, it's hard because um, Entrepreneur's Rocket Fuel was actually designed out of what fun I had with my son. And there are so many things that you can teach entrepreneurs and so many ways that you can make mistakes. Um, they're not terrible mistakes. Um, some of them are worse than others, but uh, everything can be you know, sort of redirected. Even if you run into a brick wall, you can redirect. Uh, so my number one tip, if I had to choose three, number one is have fun. Find something that you love doing all day, every day, whether you got paid or not, and find a way to get paid for that. <laughs> so that's number one, is do what you love. Uh, it, it could be something that you have a personal purpose for, uh, but it shouldn't be necessarily, it's not necessarily a, a mission. Like a mission has some aspect to it that it's like you're supposed to do it or you're doing it for other people. Find out what you're doing for yourself because that will have a lot longer legs than doing something for somebody else. 
because uh, you can run out of gas if you're doing it for other people. But if you're doing it for yourself because it's fun and joyful and it, it fills you up and at the end of the day, you feel better than you felt at the beginning of the day, that's what you're seeking, right? So find a way to have fun, do what you love doing and working with the people that you love working with. That's sort of number two is the people. Uh, number two is find a niche of people that you're working with or niche, if you will, um, depending on what what uh, what uh, we're in. Um, so niche, niche or niche. Um, and if you serve everybody, you serve nobody. I have a good friend who ser who sells um, skincare products and she's like, I serve everybody with skin. Not true, right? You don't serve a skin. You serve a very specific niche market of people who are looking for this particular skincare. Are they young? Are they old? Are they older than old? Are they, you know, Americans? Are they Canadians? Are they only in the geography of, you know, San Diego County? Like what kinds, what people do you really, really serve? And as soon as you niche down to a particular market, now you're a specialist. So guess what? You can charge more. If you serve everybody, you serve nobody. So find your niche and make it people that you love working with. If you love, I love working with millennials. I love working with coachable people. Um, those are the kinds of people I adore working with. And it's gonna be fun for me to work with those people. So find that. And then number three is get seen personally. Get yourself personally out there on a stage, on a virtual stage, on a podcast, on a radio show, on a YouTube channel, on something amazing where you can be seen and heard because people don't just buy stuff usually, they buy from people they trust or at least companies they trust. And if you are not out there getting seen and getting heard, you are being overlooked. So stop being the best kept secret and get out there, do what you love, find people that you love working with and be seen and heard in that community. Yeah, those are definitely three of my core tips as well. You know, I love working with people that are passionate about what, we, what they do because then it's fun. Like when somebody's super lit up and they're excited about what they're doing, you know, we help people attract and convert their perfect customer online. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of what we do for them, but there is some of the doing that they need to share with us. And when somebody's lit up, they get those items done and they're they're helping us and we're helping them and it's growing the process so much easier. So I love working with people that are passionate, that their why is what drives them forward and that they know that they're a contribution to the world and what they're sharing is actually making a difference. And so I love that. Like We work with a lot of business coaches, speakers, authors, um, people in that realm, lifestyle brands that are more luxury or fashion based. So it's kind of like that spectrum of people. Perfect. And then getting the word out, of course, like, you know, speakers, getting on stages virtually, podcasts, things like that. We're always trying to connect like our clients with people in that realm. And what uh, the third one, know your niche, get out there. And what was the third one? Do what you love. Do what you love, yes, and your mission. That's super important. So since your son was an entrepreneur at such a young age, if you could flip the time switch and know what you knew right now, what would you tell your younger self on getting started? Oh, great question, Farhana. Um, and I, I often uh, find people in crisis on these particular topics because they, uh, the, I, what I would tell myself is do what you love but also 
what you love changes over time. And that's the big shocker in the world because there was a time at when I was at corporate that I loved it. I loved going in. I loved working with those people. I loved my team. I loved traveling. I loved what I was doing every day. I would wake up and go in and love it. There's nothing wrong with working at corporate if you love it. It's great. An honest day's pay for an honest day's work is a wonderful way to do it if you're having fun. But eventually, over time, things change. You don't want to do it anymore. It's it, Our life is our life, and we get to drive it. That's the good news. Uh, but when you find yourself not loving it anymore, take a good, hard look at that and see if this is time for a change. Um, I, I don't know. Do you know Gary Vaynerchuk? Do you know that the mm -hmm. name Gary Vaynerchuk? So Gary Vaynerchuk um, is a great example of this. When he started out and be becoming very well known, um, he actually was working for his family's company, and I believe it was a beer company. And he wanted to add some um, some revenue to it, so he decided to go into wine. So he created this whole show around wine. He became known as the wine guy, right? and did this whole show and got a huge social media following on it, right? And then a little while later, he did a shift and he's like, I don't wanna just be the wine guy anymore, right? Or I imagine that he felt that way. And then later he decided that he wanted to talk about entrepreneurship and growing business. So then he got very passionate about teaching entrepreneurship and his message was hustle. Right? Get out there, hustle, 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 hustle is what he used to say. And make it, you know, like get out there and get yourself moving and, you know, don't take it lightly, but go out there and hustle. And then a little while later, he switched his message from hustle. Now it's more like social media is the way to go. Get your face and your word and your products out there on social media. And as he's changed over time, his message has changed. That doesn't mean that the first message wasn't right. It just means your message changes over time because guess what? We change over time. <laughs> we may not love it anymore. And it's okay to change. Yeah, and throughout the process of me and iMedia Exposure, we're doing the same thing at its core, but we have added team members in, we've diversified, we've seen that clients have needs in different areas, so we've filled those gaps for them. And so it's always a learning and growing process being an entrepreneur. And I love that, you know, do what you love. I was having a conversation with my nephew and he was showing me this video that he did. He took these Legos and he did like, it was like a, a slide, uh, you know those flip books? Yeah. A version of that, but high tech and yeah. on a video. Okay. And I was like, and he, so he took the Legos and moved them little pieces one by one and took these, these video shots. I'm not quite sure how he did it, but it was so brilliant. He audit, like animated this thing and I was like, you know, you could, do you really love doing this? He's like, yeah, this is so much fun. I'm like, you do this for a job. That's super cool that you did that. And he's, he's young and I was so impressed by it. He's like, really, you can do something that you really love and you have fun with as a job. I'm like, yeah, that could, you could make a lot of money doing video animation. And it was the cutest thing. And he's like, and I was like thinking about my life and I was like, I get to do everything that I love to do as a child. You know, I love to play dress up. Now I get to style photo shoots for my clients and I love to do arts and crafts and do collaging. And essentially that's what I do on Instagram and Pinterest for clients is I create beautiful collages. 
you know, I love to have fun events and throw parties. And so, you know, I work with lots of speakers and people that do events. So I get to help curate and promote their events. So all of the things that I like to do as a child, which were my, my fun things, I get to like create on a daily basis. And so it's fun. You know, there's definitely days where you're worried about how things are going to work out or how you're going to get the whole workload done. But mm -hmm. when you're doing the doing, it's fun. And it's, it's not like, oh, I'm doing this for somebody else. Like I'm doing this to build my business and to serve the clients that love what they're doing and making a contribution and I'm making a contribution to them. So it's all like this positive feeling out there. Yeah. I love it. Farhana, I couldn't have said it better myself. You're such a great spokesperson for it because <laughs> you're living it yourself. And not only you, but you're serving clients that love what they do too. And just, I mean, imagine if we all came onto this earth and we were all told every year, once a year, you're only here to please yourself. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> like, wouldn't it be great if we were told that? Like, the only reason you're here is just to have fun, to please yourself and do what you totally love doing. Because you know what, when you meet a person and they're doing what they really love, if it's nursing, if it's, if it's uh, entrepreneurship, if it's yoga, if they really love it, they have so much more energy than the people who are doing it as a job, right? They yeah. are, you can tell it comes out of their pores. They're having so much fun doing it. So if we could all really just do what we love and, and make sure that we're pleasing ourselves, making sure that we're doing the right thing for us, uh, instead of trying to do what other people want us to do and fit into that box. Um, and for your nephew, if he can learn to do video animation and, uh, and, and, and do that. I've seen that kind of work and it is amazing to watch his, I wish I was there to watch his face light up think, thinking I could get paid for this. I could do this every day and have it be my job. This would be awesome. And one day he might not want to do it, but if he loves it, he will be so great at it. So let's make that happen. Yeah. It, it was the cutest thing too, because, and then when I thought about my life and was like, Oh, well, I actually do all the things that I like to do when I was your age. Oh, also traveling. So I speak all around the world when, when we can travel. So that's also amazing. So it was just really an interesting kind of um, realization in that moment. And granted, I started my business. Somebody said, you know, did, did you start your business because of the money? And I don't think that really any entrepreneur starts their business necessarily because of the money, because it is not easy to be an entrepreneur. There are so many hats that you have to wear. There's so much stuff that you have to do. And it's so much different than, you know, going to your corporate job where you have your salary, you have your vacation leave, you know, share a little bit about that and how the difference is about having this corporate job where you have some stability and then moving into not being an entrepreneur. Like how is that transition and what does that take from somebody? Yeah. Great question Farhana. Um, a lot of people ask me that because they're like, you were making so much money and you were doing so well. And then you had this other job where you built it yourself and you were making so much money and you were doing so well. Why did you walk away from that? You know? And, um, and I, I looked back and I was chatting with one of my friends. Um, she's been a, a very good friend. We've been friends since college. Um, and I was chatting with her and I was saying, you know, the only there's only three things I really miss from corporate now that I'm an entrepreneur and I can do whatever I want. 
One is I miss somebody else paying for my travel. That was really fun. (laughs) Number two is I miss like having an expense report, right? Um, I miss having somebody else like be able to pick up the tab for a customer dinner or something like that. And then number three is I really miss going to the different offices that I was in charge of. I actually got, when I traveled, I would go to my uh, different offices around. I, I had territory from San Diego all the way through Texas. And I would go to these different offices. And when I would get there, I would sometimes do trainings. People would be really glad to see me. They'd be like, yay, Kimberly's here, you know? And as an entrepreneur, you don't get that, right? You don't, you're you you're in it uh, on your own. You're paying your own bills. You're paying your own travel. And, and nobody greets you at the door like, yay, Kimberly's here, right? And so I was, we were laughing about how that just doesn't happen anymore. Well, I will tell you, law of attraction, I don't know if you have a lot of law of attraction people on here, but law of attraction, after I said that, I was like, I really want to create that. And within one week, I was telling, I was calling my same friend and we were chatting and I was telling her about an event I went to. And it was an event that they paid for me to drive there. They paid my mileage. And then I was speaking on stage and I was meeting a whole bunch of people that I loved and somebody else bought my dinner. And she's like, (laughs) You seriously just create all three of those things in one week? <laughs> I like it. Wow, fascinating how that can happen, right? So if you do what you love and you identify what you love, and I, you know, I mean, that's sort of a tongue-in-cheek story there, because you know, all my travel is not paid for, and all of my meals are not paid for uh, by somebody else. But but if you if you allow that into your life, if you say this is what I love and this is what I want to create, you can pretty much create anything that you want as an entrepreneur. Just don't get stuck in the trap of believing that there's things that you have to do. Um, which brings me to another point. But before I move forward, do you want me to? Do you have any questions on that part? No, go on. <laughs> so. Um, so one other thing that I actually taught very early when I uh, launched Entrepreneur's Rocket Fuel was get on the road to joy. Get on the road to joy as quickly as possible and stay there. Now, road is actually an acronym. So okay. R stands for relish. If you relish it, if you love it, if you eat it up, if it's delicious and fun, do it. Do it all the time. Do it all day, every day if you can. Do what you relish. And then if you don't relish it, put it in any of the other categories, which is O, A, and D. And that's outsource, automate, and delegate. (laughs) Get it off your plate as quickly as possible because there is somebody else or some other program that can do it better, faster, and happier than you can if you don't love it. That's my message to entrepreneurs. No, I love that. I'm going to use that now. It's (laughs) so true. The things that we relish, the things that we like doing, we breeze through them and it takes us like five minutes to do where somebody else that's not that great at it takes them like four hours. And I definitely, there's things that I don't like doing. Like I don't like doing technical back uh, back end setup of things. Mm -hmm. And I can do it. It just kind of tortured to me. And where it would take somebody, you know, Melanie, I have do things and she takes, you know, 10 minutes to do it. And it takes me an hour. And I'm just like hating every moment of that whole hour. And so it's, it's so true. Like outsource that and delegate that. Build your team. So on my team, I have copywriters. I have graphic designers. I have um, the tech people. And, so that I can delegate some of that stuff and then outsource it. So you can't 
always have in the beginning a huge team. And so having the partnership companies that you're outsourcing things to, it just makes it makes it so easy and refreshing to like not have to do it all. And I think as entrepreneurs, like they think that they need to do everything. And that doesn't help you get to your goal faster. And then I have people that come to me and say, oh, when they're first starting out, oh, we need to make more sales. We need to make some more sales to then hire you to do marketing. And I'm like, well, how are you going to make more sales if you're not doing marketing? Like, how is it going to know about you and buy your product if you're not marketing it? So, like, I think it's super important for people when they are creating their plan of action to include marketing and not everyone is an expert in that. Yeah. We're not all experts in different things. And that's why we work with other people that are better. And it just is such a, it, it takes so much weight off your chest when yeah. you can find people that can support you. And so you don't feel like you have to do everything. And I think that people don't realize that, like you don't have to do everything. It's not like, and you're not going to be good at everything. Like I know the, the things that I'm not good at and the things that I don't relish in, the things that could actually kind of like, so if you could be a superhero, here's a little fun question for you. Okay. If you could be a superhero, what would your two superpowers be? Oh, I would have teleportation like that. That would be my favorite superpower. I would love to teleport into Spain and just uh, and and just hang out like at, there for a little while. I would love to teleport to England and just hang out on the River Thames and just like have a glass of wine and cheese and bread. I would do that like and then come back to work. It'd be super awesome. It'd be a great way to do that. Um, I would teleport right now. Um, to a place near my parents who are aging and during this particular time, it's not an easy time to be an aging parent, right? Um, but they're both in good health. I would teleport to go see my friend uh, from college and she lives in another city and state. Um, and, and so yeah, teleportation would be my number one. Um, that would be, uh, but I don't know if that's a superpower for other people or just for me. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then my other superpower would be to lighten the load for other people and 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 let them be able to see that they don't have to do it all, that they don't have to do the things that they don't really love. Uh, you were talking about that and, and it's so true if you offload it to somebody else and don't feel like you have to hire yourself a full-time copywriter. Um, there are plenty of people out there who do copywriting. You could do like three swipe copies for a hundred bucks with certain copywriters, right? Like there, there are ways that you can just offload that. I hate writing copy. That's just not my thing. <laughs> One of the first things that I offload is I don't want to write that stuff. Somebody else is much better at it than I am. Um, and then there's other things that I don't love. And if I can offload them to other people who love them, you don't have to hire somebody full time. But if you do, I would encourage you, your first hire should be somebody who can put out fires for you. We call them firefighters. So if you have emergencies in your business, you need somebody who can handle those emergencies very quickly um, so that you don't have to be there. It immediately removes you from being tied to your day-to-day -day business. And if you can have a firefighter in your business, it can be a virtual assistant. It can be just somebody to field those phone calls. If you don't have to be there handling emergencies, now you can breathe, right? Now you can go on a cruise. Now you can sit and drink Mai Tai on a beach. Now you can go play with your kids if that's all you really want to do. You just don't have to be tied to 
being the person who answers every question. So the first person you should hire in your company is a firefighter or a virtual assistant, same kind of thing, but they need to be able to answer questions on the fly in an emergency. Um, so that would be my advice. Uh, and then you don't have to hire anybody full time to do all those other things. Working with somebody like Farhana, for example, to do your social media, to be able to get seen and heard and, and knowing that she loves it and she's really good at it is going to make you very confident that you're in great hands. Right. Um, and, and you don't have to hire her full time as your, in fact, you can't, she's unemployable. She's not, it's not possible to hire her full time, um, but you don't have to. You can, you can uh, work with people on an as-needed basis. Um, the world is all changing for that right now. So um, with virtual health and things like that, we are really doing as-needed basis. And if you're an entrepreneur, don't feel like you need to land big, huge, hairy contracts. Figure out ways that you can serve in package ways, not hourly ways, not by the hour. Don't get hired by the hour, but get hired by the finished job, something that's complete. And if you can hire for that and sell that as a complete package, as a results-driven package, that would be great. Yes, for sure. I love that you say teleportation because that's kind of one of mine's too. Yes. I want to be able to fly, but really quickly. Because I want that feeling of flying and not just like, I like the, you know, the Wizard of Oz, like click your heels. Ooh, and I love that and go we were having a conversation about going back into time like what era would we go back to mm, time travel that'd be a good one but then thinking about you know medical advances the technological advances like there's so much um convenience and luxury that we have now that going back into other times it might be a little scary so we'd have to have like that you know wizard of oz click your heels no place like home kind of thing going on. But yeah, I would love to be able to just fly anywhere. Like I, let's go to Spain right now. Like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And then my second superpower would be to be able to speak any language and be able to communicate Ooh. with everyone. Cause right. then, yeah. So then you can help people and you can communicate with them and really kind of have this understanding and compassion and you know whatever and have fun and then when you're in, when you're in different places like you could head over to greece and talk to anyone and be okay <laughs> that would be fantastic i would love that too that's a really good one i'm gonna have to change my answer <laughs> i like yours <laughs> but if you could be seen and heard by everybody that would mean that you would be able to communicate in any language that's a really good point yeah so you have some events coming up. Is there uh, anything in particular that you wanted to share? I know that you had something coming up this week. Yep, so we have all kinds of events um, for entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneur or you serve entrepreneurs, I'm gonna, is it okay if I put a link in the yes, uh, chat box? Okay. I'm gonna put a link in the chat box. Um, this is our Facebook group called Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel. It's free to join, it's a private group, so you just have to answer some questions, but then we'll let you right in. Um, and we have about 1,300 members in there of entrepreneurs. Uh, it's it's designed to support you and, and be a community around your solopreneurship. Uh, and in there, we have tons of events. Like this Thursday, upcoming, we have quarantine cocktail hour because we're in the middle of quarantine. So um, you're welcome to join us for quarantine cocktail hour. We'll hang out and we'll interact and network with other entrepreneurs. You get a chance to be seen, be heard, get the word out about what you do and who you are. Um, and that's uh, upcoming. 
We also have another web summit that's upcoming. We have um, we have all kinds of different events, and we would love you to be a part of that. So come join the community and that as well. And then you mentioned something about what I wish I knew when I was younger. I actually have a resource where I went out and did interviews with entrepreneurs that I knew um, who earned six figures and more in their entrepreneur business. And I asked them, what, what do you wish you knew before you got started? And so if it's okay with you, I will share that yeah. as well. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. that would be awesome. That's another link that you can click on and you can just get the download. And I think it's just three pages of a PDF, but it talks about everybody's best advice. They're little snippets, really easy to digest uh, about what I wish I knew when I was starting as an entrepreneur. Um, and so I hope your community would enjoy those. Um, so that's those are the really two resources that I would recommend that you grab if you want to know more about me and what I do. I have a YouTube channel, Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel. Uh, Farhana has uh, probably been on or will be on Entrepreneur Experts Cafe, which is another YouTube channel. Um, and and we're really all about getting the word out about you, who you are, and what you do, so you stop being overlooked. Because frankly, if you're not being seen and heard, you're being overlooked and your message isn't getting out there the way it was meant to. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Kimberly's amazing, so I definitely suggest you all join that group, Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel. There are a ton of other entrepreneurs in there that you can connect. Um, everyone kind of shares, you know, what they're working on and what they need support in. So it's a really um, nice community of entrepreneurs that are like in there together. Um, so that's a, it's a great community. So I highly suggest you um, check that out and join that group, and then. All of Kimberly's events are awesome. There's Thank so you. many people that she brings on. There's so much to, that you can learn. There was VIP access to the last Entrepreneur's Rocket Fuel, but there was also free access. So you could, you know, watch hours, hours worth, probably, you know, if you consider what that was, it was probably like $50,000 worth of like value right there that people could have accessed for free. So that was really an awesome tool and resource that you created for everyone. We actually just had another web summit that we just whipped out really fast because of um, the present circumstances and lockdown. Uh, we put together something called the Passive Income Web Summit. Um, it, it just finished yesterday, as a matter of fact, and what it was designed to do is get the word out about passive income strategies that you can set up during lockdown instead of binge watching Netflix. You can put together a passive income web, uh, passive income strategy, set it and forget it, and then when you go back to work or back to traveling or back to your regular life, then those strategies will be in place so that you can have passive income streams for when you go back to your regular life, and they'll pour money into your account for days or weeks or months or even years potentially to come. Um, we have a speaker from that that's actually going to do a huge half day presentation on real estate investment boot camp. So if you're interested in that, um, check it out. We've got a lot of different events there. But if you can set it and forget it and create passive income streams, then if something like COVID hits and you lose your regular paycheck, what an amazing opportunity to be able to have other streams of income that can cover you during times of crisis. Yeah, I mean, how amazing that everyone likes money coming into their bank account without having to do anything, well, not anything, but to do daily reoccurring activities around it. Yeah. Sitting on the beach, knowing that your, your bank account's being filled while you sit and hang out. 
Yep. Uh, the set it and forget it strategy is great, but there is a set it portion, right? Yeah. <laughs> you actually have to write a book in order to get the royalties from the book. So um, in that case, maybe you don't. Maybe there's a strategy that you can have somebody else write your book and then well, get royalties for the book. Too. You, could. you could have a ghostwriter and just kind of set up the pieces. That's there's, right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly, for being on. Um, everyone check out Entrepreneur's Rocket Fuel. She'll put the link there in as well as the other link for um, things that entrepreneurs would have told their younger self, um, which is I love that you have that. So yeah. thank you so much. Bye. I appreciate being here. You were amazing. Thanks.